Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, Doug Kazarian coming up here to preview all the NFL games and give you some of the lines and uh, best plays here shortly. Doug won 33 grand from Circa Casino. Yeah, the millions? A, was it the millions challenge? I think so. I mean, he's been in, entered in a couple of contests where he's done quite well. Uh, that's why. Uh, that's why he does what he does. Why he's our guy. That's why he is our guy. He gets giant checks. Yes, there was a picture of uh, him. Not just the amount, but the check itself is giant. Right. He, he had that. That, and he did take that check home. Yes. Like not the the actual check that he cashed, but that display check. They actually gave it to him. Yeah, I would put that up in my house. Yeah, he's displaying it in his house. Like that's like putting a jersey up. Or a picture of your friends. I think so. Like, if this is your business? Symbolic. Yeah, you put, you put it up in the back. Yeah, it's an That's award. artwork. Yes, yes. Um, so we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, I wanted to take these calls. Like, I asked you guys this, and we were reminiscing about SI, and somehow it got into a whole uh, a Playboy a Playboy discussion. But Well, you took it to Hustler. Like, you're the one that, no, that you amplified brought up it. Playboy, then I brought up then Hustler. How no, that I didn't, changed I didn't it. take it to Hustler. You took it to uh, Hustler. I went, I went to Hustler. You're right about that. And I did hear from my buddy Aaron. That what did he say? He, he, he said he wanted to know if, if he was the one who taught me what to do with the Playboy then. And I said, no. You'd, it, it, we were in third grade, basically. What, what did you do with the Playboy in third grade? Nothing. That, would you guys that was tear my the point. pictures out and make paper Nothing. airplanes we, we out did. of it? We, we were just like, he, he was also, I was the one who, I, I remember he's like, hey, have you seen this movie 10 with Bo Derek? Like, that was like the, the big 1979. I was like, hey, all I wanted to do was go out and play wiffle ball, play a little baseball. Like, hey, you hear about what, this what's Bo your Derek? name? Aaron. What was Aaron? Does he own like a chain of Sybarises now? Because he was like sexually. He was always one of these. He was always amped up. He went, and he was always like well more advanced right. than, than like. Yeah. Uh, I was the late bloomer. This kid was going around fighting people on the playground. Yeah, he started with a couple yeah. Spencer gift shop stores and now he's. I think he was drinking when he was 12. I love that. You know. Had some hairy palms. <laughs> what? Stop what? it. Stop it. Um, and so. Uh, that was the dumbest like. Like wives' tale, wives' tale of all time. Like that one just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Although going blind is weird too. That is as well. Yeah. Like, didn't make a whole lot of sense. That was, but that was a threat, right? So that was that, a threat. that came from a parent who, yeah. Like, I guess the Harry Palms also did. Oh, really? didn't Meller? I mean, like, I, I mean, don't no, know. I just, you well, know, you brought it up. I'm just saying. I don't know. At some point, it becomes you know tossed around uh, the playgrounds. I don't think tossed around is probably the right phrase, but okay, maybe it was intentional. What would you prefer I use? I don't know, but that's, you don't want to take it back. That's totally intentional from you. So, again, with hey, this, let me toss uh, it back to you. With the bad... Quit beating uh, around the bush. Come on. Stop it, guys. Can't we just have a, f- a discussion? This that's is, all we're trying to do this here. This is bad news about Sports Illustrated. People were getting laid off today. SI going to probably fold it up now. 
It was to get that Sports Illustrated. What was better back in the day than it is now, despite technology? That's one of them. That's 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 one thing. Three one two, three three two, three seven seven six. Ryan and Crown Point. Pop pause. Why? Uh, well, well, hold I on. I just don't really. Well, like, why I re- is Popeye? Why is uh, Popeye just, not as good today? I just I haven't had a pot pie that can that can compete with the pot pies I remember eating as a kid. I bet you they make the same type of Stouffer Popeye. Maybe they make the them healthier. Box. Maybe they make them healthier now. I think you just that was the first thing to come to your brain and you blabbed it out. No, I think like I used to love pot pies and I I kind of lost. Well, that's, I don't that's have that's the, the hankering for it. That's because youth- they're not as good as they used to be. Ryan in Crown Point, you're on ESPN 1000. All right, this one's for you, Sylvie. Getting up one beautiful summer morning, hopping in my car, picking up my boy Dockage, going up to Wrigley Field, and buying bleacher tickets from the box office. There you go. That's right, where you could just get tickets for $2. And not spend your entire paycheck for the week. It's true. Well, okay, so now that's kind of basically... Inflation. Inflation, yes. <laughs> like, nobody likes inflation. So I, I'm with you, Ryan. demand. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, buying things at a cheaper price, I'm definitely on board with Ryan. Yeah, and, like, there would be stuff available at the box office well, I think the day Ryan's, of the game. I think Ryan's point, too, was not just the cheapness of them, but... It wasn't a hassle. You could get the tickets, you know. You didn't buy things it online. It seemed like a simpler right. way and a simpler life. the life. ticket stubs, too? You were right. We, we've had many of these discussions before it was a souvenir in itself. And you would have the, the ticket stubs. And I, I would always hang them on my wall, the, all the different games that I went to. But I, I, I've told you this, the, the, going back to his thing. When we were in college... Nolan Ryan was going for his 300th win in Milwaukee in a Texas Ranger um, jersey. He was playing for the Texas Rangers. After camp, we were camp counselors in Northbrook, and it was a night game in Milwaukee. When you were done molding the futures of of young community members. There was no one who they said... Who do we want molding the brains of our young, our youth? It's you and that guy, yeah. Aaron, who yeah. had a porn it was actually, shop at the age of 16. It was Scott Delvitt, Adam Delvitt's brother. Okay. Me, him, Paul Cordell, who you may have met a time or two, and probably somebody else. We got into a car. Uh, we drove up to Milwaukee, and the ticket cost $4.50 wow. to sit in the bleachers at County Stadium. And Did he win the 300th and game? And he won the game. Did you keep the ticket stub? And I have the ticket stub still. It's Do in my, you really? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the picture tonight. I've, I've t- told this story before, and I think I've tweeted out the ticket. But I still have it. Well, with I, don't it. Wanna, I don't want to sound like Dean Smith, but not tonight. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to go to dinner. I won't be home later, so don't send me that. Jim and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jim? Oh, that's a good uh, one, I wanted to bring back the, uh, the starter jacket yes. back in the 90s. Uh, you got a lot of Fairweather fans, uh, elementary kids coming with all the different gear and stuff. But uh, you, you, the starter jackets were pretty awesome back yeah, then. Yeah, that was like popping a collar. If you had a starter jacket, you were big stuff. This is the real jacket yeah. that Billy Connors wears when he goes out to make a pitching change for the Cubs. It's the real starter jacket. 
So you would pretend, knowing you, yes, you would tap you on go. your left hand arm. We need the big righty. Yes. We need to go to Lee Smith right now to close this thing. You'd go out to you'd go out to the mailbox, put your starter jacket on, walk to the mailbox, and tap your left arm. They pretending. were like, but they, back in the and day, then they get your playboy. They were sixty bucks. Like back the in the day, like in, in the eighties, yeah. that was expensive. Like if you got a starter jacket, yeah, that was some big big time living. Well, and then by the 90s, it was a whole thing. Like the mid-90s, everybody in grade Big school. fashion statement, yes. yes. You had to have a starter jacket. And Did usually... you ever have the leather starter jacket? Oh, the leather no. bear starter jacket? I had it. I think I gave it to somebody. Like in the last four or five years. Somebody, my dad may have it. But it's a starter. It's a, I'm going to have my dad send a picture. Not tonight, because I'll be busy. <laughs> but... This weekend, I'm going to ask my dad to send me the picture of the Bears starter jacket. Okay. And I used to wear it. Coach, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out for us today. Kind of you. Thank you for jumping on. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, Dean. Later. I won't be here. It's so sad. Carmen sounds so much so, young. so different. Which too. was, which was like, they, they should have done this today for their 15 year anniversary. Yeah. Which was um, the weirder moment for Carmen? Was it the, the, the Tommy, La- uh, Tommy Lasorda, Lasorda or the Dean or, or Smith. Dean Smith. Yeah. The he he didn't do well with the old guys. Carmen. Yeah. He, he tried to vibe with the old guys, yeah. but he never vibes. He's with an old the, soul too. You know, I don't expect you to remember this, but I met you about five years ago at the uh, Italian American Sports Hall of Fame Awards dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's uh, probably some that was. I'm sure a pretty big honor for you. Like this is going to be because you gave a speech that night. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Where the hell's the question, Carmen? I mean, come on! You went to Columbia College. I mean, is this what the, this is what the professors get? Justin Craig on the phone and play that for him. <laughs> like, hear his response. Get that on the content call. Yeah, that's not how you set up the guest. Well, how did, Why do you think he's a- answering? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because he sees a, you gave a speech that night. Yeah, that's true. What, what else is he expected? How else is he going to answer? And in the meantime, Dean Smith, he's no longer Coach, with Coach, we us. appreciate you uh, taking some time out for us today. Kind of you. Thank you for jumping on. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, Dean Smith. Later. I won't be here. And then we found out the, that we found out that it, it was the beginning of dementia, and that's how he passed away, right? Yeah, that, that's true. He thought he, he didn't know what was going on that day, Dean Smith. Wasn't there also an uh, audio of Dean, you know, he had ice in his glass, clinging a little, you know, had a little drink when he was doing the interview. I thought that Carm really? said that they did that one time or something. I, I figured that. I thought I that was the that. case. No? <laughs> Sounds like uh, it could be right. I mean, you know, <laughs> really? no, no way to verify that. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think so. I, I Get Carm on the phone and, or call him and ask him if there was ever a time where I thought Dean was famous for... The uh, the ice in the glass, like a little. The, I'm the, gonna rattle the I glass you, with ice tonight. I think you're thinking of yourself. The, well, that's yeah, true. I mean, yeah, that's true. No doubt about yeah, that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, no, Mike, no, not later because I won't be home. I'm I'm gonna be out tonight. Michael in Buffalo Grove, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hostess snack cakes, much better in the day than they are now. Why? Why is that? Are they made They're still good? I think maybe all the preservatives. I'm not quite sure, well, but they, they Mike, tasted like cake. They looked forward to them before, and now it's like eating a sponge. Well, don't you think there were uh, there's more? There were probably more preservatives then than there are now. No, you think? I, don't I think would so. think so. 
Don't they try to make things a little bit more healthy now than they did back in the day? You were lucky you didn't get a cigarette button in one of those <laughs> ding dongs or ring dings or whatever it is you oh, were eating. Oh, a ding dong back in the day. Yeah, Maybe you get the Ohio, two in the pack. Maybe in a while. Some Twinkies. <laughs> well played, Michael. Michael, good. thank you. That was good. I think Michael's right. I had one a couple of years ago. Did not taste nearly the same. Is it just because we grew yeah, out of it? No, no. He, they've definitely changed the... Maybe because you had three cups of this coffee before you ate it. No, no. Definitely not. So you don't think it's because we have tasted just better snacks and better pastries? Your palate has changed. Yes. And, and like back in the day, that's all we knew. Yeah. And it was the best thing in the world. I'm and then, you. And then oh, we've gone to these bakeries. We've had no. these great Chicago cut desserts. And now all of a sudden we go back and we think we remember what a ding dong tasted like. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's what... <laughs> That's as good as Carmen earlier today. Both excellent. Back to back. <laughs> what were the you, uh, bi- you big ding, ding dong dings. guy? Do you remember the cupcakes? Do you remember the snowballs? Snow, snowballs. Those were terrible. The coconut on it wasn't that a dance? The snowball? What didn't you say yeah, that was a special move? Remember? That, you favorite. were always blown wasn't away. Your nickname that. back in the day, yeah. snowball. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're going back to Clerks. I love that. That's what you're trying four to do. Pe- four people in the listening audience have probably seen Clerks these days. No, but that was I. I laughed my ass off when you told me that the first time. That was like the name of your champagne snowball. Champagne snowball. Back what in was the that day, when you switched dance was, parties? Yes, yes. You would. You would I have to. It. You would have to switch, and you'd and give the girl a kiss. Champagne snowball. Champagne snowball. And then you'd give the girl a kiss, and you'd move on, and you'd pick your next dance partner. Wow. That's cr- How many times did you do the old champagne snowball in a, in a, di- in a dance? Right, stop it. I'm, I'm just saying. Jeff in uh, Johnsburg, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how are you guys, man? Listen to you all the time. First Thank time you, caller. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, um, wanted to talk about the Playboy centerfolds. So uh, back in the day, we went to a Catholic school. Yep. And my mom was uh, the athletic director, so we got the key to the school so we could play basketball and stuff. So when my younger brother graduated eighth grade from there, him and his friends all decided to go there right before school started again for the next year and take the centerfolds to the screens they pulled down to oh, run the nice. films on. Nice. So they went to the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade classrooms and taped these centerfolds up to the screens and then put them back up. So when they pulled them down, all the kids would get a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that gets your mom fired, though, wouldn't it, if they found out that the keys came from her? Well, you know, at that point, he was the last one, so okay. we really didn't care. Right. She wasn't going to do it anymore anyway. Right. Uh, one other story real quick, if you got time. Um, my wife listens to you guys now because of one particular story. Uh-oh. And it was a few months back when Sylvie was talking about his wife taking a chance in bed oh, and, boy. and missing it. And I uh, had to change the sheets, and there was a hole in the sheet. And Sylvie gets in and like, why is there a hole on my side? Yeah. I was in here before, right? And it's not here. And she was dying laughing. She gambled and lost. Yeah, yeah. She, she gambled and lost. She pooped the bed. Yeah. So it's now it's waddle and poopy pants. That's oh, the name. Yeah. Of the so that's well, what I, your wife refers to our show as waddle and poopy pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good. I look. I I, I gamble and lose probably once every six months. I'm right. due for one coming up. I was going to say know, maybe last night story. with all the rich food. No, yeah, I, I hear the story. I've been good lately. 
You guys have me laughing every day. I love you guys. Man. Thank you, John. Oh, thank we you, appreciate Jeff. you. Johnsburg. I've been to a couple events in Johnsburg. Very fine people up there. Oh, really? Like uh, like old school baseball events and stuff. Didn't uh, isn't that the one event that I missed when I had COVID? I think so. Yeah, Je- uh, Jesse and I did the show from a, a place in Johnsburg. Great like the, group. The first time when I had COVID. Yes. Well, I have only had COVID once, but like when I had a daughter that has has had COVID five times. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Johnny I don't know B. why that was important. <laughs> he just wanted to flash. Yeah, I know. I was a flash. Flash. Oh, yeah. You five think you've had it twice? Yeah. I got a daughter that's had it five times. This is not the Johnny B, is this? Yeah, well, it's a different Johnny B. That's okay. This is our Johnny that's, B, then. This is, yeah, you got it, buddy. Happy, healthy New Year to you guys. Same I just want to call and say... The best announcers ever were Madden and Summerall. Uh, Nobody beats them out now than ever. So there you go. That, I like that entry. I like that suggestion that the announcers back in the day. Pat Summerall was basically the narrator for my football viewing experience. Understated. Yes. You know what I mean? Let and, it breathe. Yes. Didn't over talk. And, and the, he and Madden worked perfectly. Less is more. Yes. I mean, I go back. If you went back and listened to a full game with with Pat Summerall and John John Madden, it'd probably make you jealous. He he probably used the least amount of words out of any play by play guy ever. Talk about a guy that was clinking his glass with ice. Oh, was uh, he? Oh, yes. Big drinker. Yes. Oh, see. well, there was a there was a there there was a legendary story. I think. Remember, he did everything. Pat Summerall did everything. He did tennis. Like, he did golf, he did football, and there was this, this famous story at the U.S. Open, the tennis story, and they would, they'd ask, what, you know, which way is, you know, where is the press tent or whatever, and they say, follow Summerall's puke, because he had <laughs> thrown up all the way. Oh, really? oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, someone, someone, is someone else calling in from Johnsburg just because Wild complimented Johnsburg, or is this a coincidence? Should I get to this call, or should I get to, the, get to Doug? Uh, let's go to Doug. All right, all right. Uh, wow, you just got you got you got uh, you got the stop sign in Johnsburg is what you just got. <laughs> uh, Doug Kazarian uh, joins us each and every week. Here are the plays for the weekend. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota Dealer Association. Toyota, let's go places. Doug Kazarian is our guy. He is the host of Wager Watch with Doug uh, on OnlyPlayers.com. Like I said, he just won big money from Circa Casino. I also believe uh, he'll tell us here in a minute. We taped this interview a little earlier. Um, and we started the conversation by asking him uh, which game he likes most this weekend. Well, it's chronological order. It's the Ravens minus the nine and a half. A uh, variety of reasons. I think everyone is putting too much weight on how Baltimore performed the last time they had the one seed in the AFC, and Lamar was the MVP. He was 22 years old that season, okay? He was his second season in the NFL. I mean, for us, the group, though, this team is completely different. He's more evolved. He's more polished. The defense is better, in my opinion, but more so the wide receivers are just have more variety and diversity, so they actually step on your throat when they have a lead. So I really like this Ravens team, and I know Lamar as a favorite of over a touchdown the last couple of years has been poor, but I think it's a bet against Houston. I know C.J. Stroud is excellent, and they're the toast of the town, but they won a home playoff game against 
Joe Flacco, who was on the couch a month ago. This is a much different ask to go on the road in weather and beat a juggernaut of a team that's arguably the best in the NFL. I think the Ravens over four quarters take care of business and pull away. You can protect it a little bit if you think Stroud is that great. I think we're going to see points then. He will make some plays, but I think we could see like a a 38-14 kind of game. Doug, could you take the angle or would you even consider the angle that that maybe the Ravens come out a little bit slow – They've been off for a week. I believe in the final game of the season, was it against the Steelers? Their guys, most of them didn't play. So maybe in the first half it could be a little bit lower scoring game or that the maybe the Texans stay in this early and then the Ravens distance themselves from that. Do you factor that in at all? Yeah, no. I mean, both one seeds, right? They're basically going to be off for three weeks. And it's a concern. I know some a really a guy I respect is betting the Packers first half plus six, six and a half. I, I think there's an there's a way that there's a path to victory, so to speak, with that wager. I just think it's, 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 it's a little dangerous, right? Like the Ravens, when they play, they come out like gangbusters, right? Like they play with their you know, hats on fire and just flying around. And I just don't want to be sitting there with a Texans ticket and this team's going bananas and the crowd's going bananas. And it's like, oh, wow, they came to play. Now, Lamar said the last time they were in the playoffs, he felt like rust and things like that. So I think they had an intense practice last weekend, if I read that correctly. So maybe they're doing things to sort of circumvent that potential hurdle and, and pothole. I, I I agree with you, Waddle, but I think there's other things to do with your money. I think there's a way that cashes, but I don't think it's enough for me to get involved. Right. Let's uh, let's stay in the AFC and, and probably go to the game of the weekend, the one that everyone's most excited about. It's the Chiefs' first road playoff game with Patrick Mahomes. This could be the game where the Buffalo Bills finally get over the Chiefs' hump. Uh, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. How do you see this one? So, I uh, right now am not playing the game. And I know everyone's like, well, I want to bet the game. I get it. My friends text me that all the time and stuff like that. I, I think the line is right. Like The price is right on the game. However, I do not think anyone should ever bet the Bills in this situation. I just think there's got to be better things to do than lay points against Mahomes, and it's not even him as an underdog, which he's 8-1-1 against the spread in his career as an underdog. It's more so in all the tight games. So when he's favored by two and a half or less, which means, you know, it's not a full field goal, or he's an underdog, he's 15-6-1 against the spread. And my point is this. The guys who shape the market are all the math modelers and guys who do projections. And when I did, when Brady left New England, I did a deep dive in, into all the crunch of the numbers, and, and I talked to math modelers and pro bettors, and they said, look, when, for whatever reason, we could not accurately project what Brady and Belichick were going to do because they outperformed the market second most of any head coach QB combo in NFL history behind only Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. But the betting market was way tighter when Brady and Belichick were playing versus the 80s and 90s with Montana and Walsh. So my point is they outperform the market no matter how much the market tries to do projections with their performance. Like just Belichick was that way with the game plan and everything. And I think Mahomes is now in that category. He he, he makes the difference-making plays. So I just think there's smarter things to do than lay points against a guy who, yes, they've not looked the same this year, but either is Buffalo. Buffalo sh- kind of wets the bed sometimes, right? They've played with their food a lot. Both teams have all season. I just don't think you can 
lay two and a half against Mahomes. I think if it touches three, it's a great bet on Kansas City. I do have Kansas City in a teaser up to eight and a half, but I just think there's better things to do than lay the two and a half in that game. I know some sharp guys on the under a little bit as well. Are there any props in this game that would catch your attention, whether it be maybe a Josh Allen interception, which he seems to be prone to every now and again, or maybe Josh Allen. I'm looking at this now. Josh Allen over 42 and a half rushing yards. It's a really good Chiefs defense. I think he's got a little bit of bravado uh, working after the touchdown uh, rushing touchdown he had last week. Is there anything in in these props that it Yeah, you know, I, I would say yes on that because when the stakes get high, these quarterbacks are less likely to run out of bounds. They'll lower their shoulder. And, and, and Josh Allen in the playoffs seemingly scores a touchdown every time. He's, these guys are – and it's more so the quarterbacks who almost have, like, no rushing stats during the regular season all of a sudden tuck it and run for a few extra yards of the postseason because it's all hands on deck. But, yeah, I mean, look, the tax is there for his rushing yards drop, but I would certainly play the over for Allen just because it's seemingly part of the offense, too, uh, since they changed offensive coordinators. So my, I guess my answer is I certainly wouldn't bet under, but I understand the allure of that. But, you know, like, I, I like Kansas City, but, but I do question, like, are the gambling gods this cruel to Buffalo, right? <laughs> like, how many times do they have to – struggle and, and, and botch things, right? Like, I think at some point they get over the hump, right? Just like the Eagles, uh, after losing the NFC Championship game all those years with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, finally got over the hump and went to the Super Bowl. I wonder if the Bills will at least get over the AFC hump in this era, uh, you know, obviously after all those Super Bowl heart, heartbreaks in, in years past. All right, what about uh, Packers uh, 49ers? Like the uh, Ravens game, the 49ers are a nine-and-a-half point favorite at home. Yeah, this one's a tough one for me. I think ultimately the Niners cover, but the caveat I have on this is the Packers have been clearly a different team the second half of the season. So are they just benefiting from maybe weak schedule, Jordan Love figuring some things out? Or is this a team, like we have seen here and there over the past, just get hot in the second half, become a much better team, and they're clicking. And Love is all of a sudden sort of like coming of age, much like we saw Joe Burrow the last few postseasons, right? Is this Jordan Love's turn to sort of assert himself and be that elite? I don't think so, but they have plenty of uh, versatility at the wide receiver position, and Aaron Jones looked great. I actually like his prop over 62.5 rushing yards in this game. I think they're gonna they're not going to gash – Dallas, like sorry, they're not going to gas San Fran like they did Dallas. But you're not asking Aaron Jones to go over 100 yards; you're just asking him to get 63 yards. And I think they're going to want to keep the Niners' defense off balance and open up uh, what could be a weakness in the secondary by at least getting some decent yards on the ground. I think that's the game plan. And there's a chance Brock Purdy, you know, chokes a little bit, right? The biggest game he had this year was that Monday night against Baltimore. And he was terrible. Yep. He was really just choked and self-destructed. Is the pressure going to be too much for this game? I think you have to throw it out there. That's giving me a little pause. Uh, how about the Lions and Bucks game? To me, Doug, this thing screams backdoor cover. So the Bucks plus six and a half. Does that make any sense, or am I hearing voices? No, I like the Bucks a lot in this game. I don't love it. I like them. First of all, they're eight and one against the spread on the road this year. The market did not figure out the Bucks all season. They their win total was only six and a half coming into the year, and the over was plus money. So this roster is, I'll just, for example, the previous season, their win total was the second highest in the NFL behind only the Chiefs. Now they had Brady, 
but it wasn't exactly peak Brady. It was Brady's last leg on his way out. So the downgrade from him to Mayfield supposed to be like five wins. I didn't see it. The roster's intact. The defense is intact. There's just a little too much excitement in Detroit by celebration. And now that I, I think six and a half is way too high. Um, I think the Bucks can cover. And to your point, I think the back door is going to be wide open. I don't think Tampa wins. But this Lions team is great off a loss. They're not so great off a win. And sometimes they get ahead of themselves a little too much. We saw that around Thanksgiving. They were down double digits to your Bears. And then they lost the following week to the Packers at home on Thanksgiving. This team is, you know, they won the big game in opening night in Kansas City. Big win. Come home. Lose to Seattle at home. So, I, I just think it's asking too much of the Lions to cover six and a half and even seven at some spot. Doug Kazarian for another minute. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Random question. Since you're such a uh, big uh, college gambler uh, and you've seen him in the NFL too, the Bears are currently interviewing Cliff Kingsbury. What, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts of Kingsbury as a play caller? I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. I, I do. Um, Kingsbury has demonstrated he can. This isn't like Mark Tressman coming over from Canadian football. I, I think he's demonstrated an ability to work with a quarterback and evolve a quarterback. Kyler Murray had limitations and everything. I think, and then people are allowed to get better, right? We were just talking about the Packers. Are they that much better in the second half of the year? Coaches can get better throughout the course of their career. I mean, Belichick probably did, right? He made a few mistakes in Cleveland and figured some stuff out in New England, right? I think, and then he has obviously a relationship with. Caleb Williams going back to USC. I think it's a sign that they're looking to draft Caleb Williams. And if there's a comfort level there, I think that makes all the difference that there's a rapport and a trust that really matters. And I, and I think Kingsbury's probably been humbled a little bit and he knows what he's stepping into. He, he kind of had not the pick of the litter, but he had some good gigs offered and here and there. I think he'd be picking this by choice and knows what's at stake. And I think he'd come in with the right attitude. I do. I, I do think people change. I do think people improve. If they put in the work, I think Kingsbury would be a good fit in all around and a good hire if they made the hire. The problem is the head coach. I don't think the head coach is the long-term solution yeah. for Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole a whole other thing that we've been yelling about here, too. Before we let you go, I saw you standing with one of those big checks with Derek Stevens <laughs> at Circle. What was it, for thirty-three grand? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I finished 14th in the, you know, esteemed Circa Millions. I actually also finished 14th in uh, Super Contest. It's it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sneeze at 33 grand, but it's so many things go right for, I mean, I was like 25 games above 500 or whatever. It's you have to pick five games against the spread every week. I had a ridiculous run. And it's just like one or two more wins, and you're looking at like 400K. So it's not necessarily bittersweet, but it's, you know, it's, this isn't an incremental process, right? Next year, I can be 10 games under with the same sort of expert handicapping, so to speak. It's just you got to catch breaks in the NFL. It's so hard. There's so many backdoor covers and things along those lines. So when you do get the stars to line up, you just want one more hmm. to get you to that big sort of money, like monster money. I'll put it this way. I created a spreadsheet for Week 18. All the picks were in. I had the Colts plus one and a half against the Texans. And we know about the fourth down swing pass by Gardner Minshew and everything. If the Colts cover the plus one and a half, so essentially if they win that game and you know score a touchdown, kick the extra point, I win one hundred eleven thousand more. Oh, that's crazy. 
That, so that's what it cost me. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is nuts. Gambling will drive you yeah. crazy, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I got a big check, though. Yeah, it yeah, it's, it's a, a big nice, check. Nice, nice big, big check. check, Doug. Doug, congrats on that. <laughs> and uh, and thanks a lot. We will talk uh, for championship weekend next week. All thanks, right? Doug. You, you got it, fellas. Have a great weekend. You too. There you go. Doug Kazarian, who joins us uh, each and every Friday around Doug, this time. Big check. That's uh, it's great to win thirty three grand. It sucks when you could have won an extra hundred k. That's true. So good news and bad news for Doug Kazarian. If you want to weigh in three one two three three two three seven seven six, you want to get to our picks? Do it. Let's uh, go. This is like it, love it, just a taste of it. I like it. I love it. Just a little taste of it. Like it. I love it. I want some more. Get the calculations from last week? I did. It was a banner week for us last week. Everybody we, did well? As a group, we missed two picks. Wow. Ten and two. And, and one of the picks was just the other side of one of the games. So, like, we picked each side of a game, so we were guaranteed to lose one of them. Hmm. Okay. All right, so anyway, who, who did best? Meller and Waddle both went perfecto last wow. week. Wow, so it's it's a, it's a horse race in front, mm-hmm. huh? That's so horse, right? Waddle and Sylvie each tied with 73. <whistles> Meller with 62, me with 51. Meller, you're you're getting back in it. Yeah, if only we would have gone with my money ball strategy, I'd be really raking it in. Should have doubled up those points, but that's okay. That Make hay. All right, Waddle, are you uh, are you back to picking first then? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm happy to go first. And my selection for my like, I like over 70 and a half receiving yards for Mike Evans. It's minus 115. Mike Evans is going to have, listen, I'm expecting a little backdoor cover here. And Mike Evans should have had like 200 yards receiving in their win over the Eagles. Dropped a couple of passes. Uh, that doesn't mean that Baker Mayfield's going to go away from him. I'm going to actually play on whenever they play, Saturday or Sunday, whenever the game is. I'm going to play over 100 yards receiving and see if I can get some odds. Okay. But for this game, over 70 and a half receiving yards for Mike Evans. I think he's going to have a big day. I'm going to take the Lions, minus the six. I know Baker Mayfield and the Bucks are hot. I know I've doubted the Lions just a bit. Um, I, I I like the Lions minus the six, though. Give me sounds like a Sylvie uh, emotional hedge play. Why? Why is that? I don't know because you hate the Lions. If why they would that lose, be? I don't if hate they the, lose, I don't hate the Lions. If you win, then you win. You may win the, the the competition. If they lose, they're out of the postseason. You don't want the Lions to win the Super Bowl, do you? Oh, I I, I don't hate the Lions. I absolutely do not hate the Lions. I actually feel for their fans and would love to see them really win the game. Yeah, I, I hate the Packers. I do not hate the Lions. So, so this is you. You've read this completely wrong. Okay. I like the the Lions. Sylvie likes the Lions. All right, this is going to put us at odds, Sylvie, because for my like, I am going to go to Sunday afternoon Ford Field. Now. You got him at six. I, I I see him. I say poke around if look for some points because uh, I got six on DraftKings as well. That's fine. No, no, and, and that's perfectly fine. I'll, I will go ahead and take six, but you can look around and still get six and a half in a lot of places. I like the Bucks. I think they might win this one outright. I think the Lions won their big game last week a little bit too 
happy about that win. I'm going to go ahead and take mm. the points. I like the Bucks getting six or six and a half in some places if you can get it. Like you think they celebrated winning a I playoff do. game and I beating do. Stafford? Like uh, that was their Super Bowl? A little bit. That's yeah. my philosophy here. So, And uh, I go ahead and uh, like uh, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. I'm going to go to the AFC for my like, and I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus nine and a half. I think they've got a chance to actually win this game wow. right with the way that C.J. Stroud's playing. I'll take the Texans in the nine and a half. Going against Doug, because Doug loved the Ravens. I love the Bucks in this game. I don't think they win, or I wouldn't bet them to win, but six points is a lot, and that's a nice opportunity for a backdoor cover. And what, I, I mean, you can get off off his spot. He's playing really well, but what are the Bucks going to do? The Bucks are going to blitz him over and over and over again. There may be some big plays, but you also may get to him and force him into some mistakes. So I love the Bucks getting six. Good chess match between the two coaches, right? Yes. Beautiful chess ben match. Ben Johnson and, and see what he's got. Yeah, and Todd Bowles. Let's just hope he wasn't too distracted by all those head coaching interviews he was taking this week. Him and Aaron Glenn both. I uh, th- We talked about this uh, in the Kazarian interview, and I, I cashed this ticket last week. The Josh Allen rushing total. I love it. It's 42 and a half. I'm playing over Josh Allen's rushing total. He, he, I, he cashed it on that one run. Yeah. And uh, he's just going to, like, like Doug said, there is no tomorrow. There is no running out of bounds or... A lot of times there's no sliding like he he toyed with sliding on that one long run. Um this is Psych. it. Yeah, Josh Allen, I, I I this is money in the bank. I love oh, the over on Josh Allen's rushing total. For my love, I'm going to stay in that game, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the game. I think the Chiefs getting two and a half in Buffalo. The Bills are just too banged up for my liking. They also had to play on Monday afternoon, so the Chiefs have a two-day advantage here, which I like. Uh, You get Patrick Mahomes, you get points, you get two and a half. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. Go ahead and call me a Swifty this weekend, boys. You are Swifty this weekend. I love Waddle's love as well. I'm going to roll with the Tampa Bay Bucks oh. plus the six. I, I'm with Mel. I feel I, better now about the <laughs> picking the Lions. I think Tampa Bay can win this game outright. I really do. I, I, I agree with the notion that Detroit may have played their Super Bowl. And so I'm going to roll with the Bucks. Okay. And Waddle, what's your taste? My taste is the 49ers. I think that this is a game where they could win this game by like 24 points. I just look. I mean, the Bears had the... They could have knocked the Packers out of the postseason. I love what Love has done, but I just I think this is one of those games where the number could be covered pretty easily. So Can't gain take... any ground on this, but uh, that's what I wrote down. Yeah. Taste the 49ers. Well, that uh, makes three straight boys because I, as well, for my taste, went with the 49ers. Here's the thing, too, about the divisional weekend. Listen, this is the playoffs. Nobody is going to be holding back. If you can go ahead and run up a score early and often, I think the 49ers will. I think they run all over the Packers. Go ahead and uh, lay the nine and a half. Well, they know exactly. I mean, it's not any surprise because there is film out there. But the 49ers know exactly what Matt LaFleur is going to try to do with their young quarterback. So I just think of all of the games, I think this is the one that potentially could be the biggest blowout. Maybe I'm wrong, but... That's kind of how I saw it. For my taste, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. You're giving Pat Mahomes points, and I'm going to take them plus two and a half. 
That's okay? going to be a great way to wrap up the the. the yes, it's the, the best game. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. And 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 look, I I. I'm kind of pulling for the Bills, too. And I, I would say that Patrick Mahomes is may, probably my favorite player in the league. It's the guy I love watching more than anybody. But I think it's time for this Bills fan base to get a little bit of something, something. So that would be a really great way to, to end the weekend of football viewing. And remember the last time these two teams squared off in the playoffs, what happens, the NFL had to change their overtime rules because it was yeah. uh, such a fantastic finish. You guys expecting a, a uh, I'm expecting a lower scoring game. Again, when these two teams met earlier in the year, it was 2017. Well, Doug said he likes the under in this yeah. game. Doug said he yeah. would play the under in this game. So yeah. that's, that's yeah, exactly what he's going to be a huge factor in that one, too. It's going to be cold and snow as well. So, All right, there you go. That's uh, like it, love it, just a taste of it. A what to watch for is coming up. Our. Uh, recommendations for our viewing pleasure. And then Andrew Siciliano, our old friend, spent a lot of time here in Chicago. He works for the NFL Network now. He'll join us coming up at 5. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. By the way, What to Watch For brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Be caller 10 right now. And it's National Pizza Week, by the way. I know. And you'll win Connie's Frozen Pizza. Stop uh, on your way home. No one wants to cook on a Friday night. It feels like it's National Pizza Week more than once a year. Well, it should be. Shouldn't it? Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, you'd have multiple weeks. It just feels like, hey, it's why we'll be in May. And you'll be like, hey, guess what? It's National Pizza Week. I mean, wait a second. It was National Pizza Week back in January. Yeah, it's National Pizza Week right now. Uh, so ring it up. 312-332-3776. You'll win pizza from Connie's Frozen Pizza. What are you watching? I, saw, I started watching a new show on Apple TV. I watched the first couple episodes of this about six or seven months ago, but I got back involved in it. It's called Slow Horses. It's on Apple TV with Gary Oldman. And they're they're kind of a misfit group of intelligence officers. Mm-hmm. They can't quite be, uh, what is it, MI5, because they've done some, each of them has a, a check against them in their careers. It's been a pretty good show. I it's one that I would endorse. I've seen the first season. I've seen the first two episodes, episodes of t- season two. Uh, but if you've do you, you know if you've run out of things to watch, give it a give it a so try. It's not the best show you've watched, but still pretty no, good. No, but yeah, I mean, like I've run out of best shows. Yeah. I've seen everything almost, but this one's been good. And it's you know if if it's a show that when you get in the car and you're heading home, you're kind of. Excited about watching the next episode or sitting down for a couple of episodes, and I think it's worth recommending. So, Slow Horses. Uh, this show I've been watching on Netflix. My wife has actually uh, enjoyed it, too, and I started watching it first, and it's rare for her to like a show that I actually like. It's called Fool Me Once. Have you seen this? Have you I seen it? I think. It's a, it, it's, it's a British show. and Slow Horses is British, too. Yeah. Um, it's about a woman who... I don't want to give too much away, so I'm trying to to couch I think it. I saw the first episode or two of that. Did you not like it? No, I just think we you got bogged down with something and never went back to it. 
Um, and who's it, in it? No one who I really know. I, I got the cast up right now. It's Michelle Keegan, okay. who who plays the wife and her late husband. She loses her husband. And she's trying. I saw the first and, and it's a murder mystery. I'm going back to yeah. it as well because yeah. I like the first. Uh, right, it's yeah. good. It's yeah. and, and like you're trying to figure out what's going on, and there's a lot of really creepiness involved in this, and you're not sure. The reviews are like I. This is the first time I'm looking at reviews. I've enjoyed it so far on Netflix. So it's called Fool Me Once. It's brand new. It came out in 2024. It's on Netflix. I don't trust the mother-in-law. Neither do I. Yeah. No. Neither do I. Do you really ever trust the mother-in-law? I know you have a good mother-in-law. I love my mother-in-law. She's great. Uh, What do you guys have? You're in trouble now, buddy. I will go ahead and uh, offer up uh, Pete Davidson's most recent uh, stand-up comedy event uh, available on Netflix. Oh, really? Turbo Fonzarelli. Now, I've never been a huge Turbo Pete. Fonzarelli. That's the name of his uh, newest uh, stand-up special. I think it's a, it's a it's a brisk fifty three minutes. It's not even a full hour, but there were some moments there uh, where he was uh, diving deep into his relationship with his mother and had some uh, funny anecdotes about. Is this brand new? It is. It, it's, I think it's within the last you know drop within the last couple weeks. I think um, I did enjoy it, uh, and like I said, there's definitely one. One joke uh, regarding Leonardo DiCaprio, which had me laughing pretty hard. So, okay. um, Pete Davidson's most recent stand-up. I his most recent work I've seen is the Taco Bell commercials. Like every single one, it feels yeah. like. I hear it's he's not doing. Adams. I hear he's not doing well again. Really? I hear his friends are are worried, worried about, about him again. Again, again. Uh, for mine, I'm going to go to Peacock, and I started the TED Show. You may well, have yeah. seen some commercials oh, yeah. for that. This I was li- recommended last week, I well, believe, when you were gone. Yeah. Like Jake. I, I watched the first episode, and I laughed my ass off for 45 minutes. It was that good. It was really? so funny. I thought the first time I saw the movie, the first movie, I, I'd spent a long funny. time yeah, so, laughing. Yeah, it's just the prequel to the actual movie, yeah. and it's it's great. Okay, so Peacock. Uh, look, it had the NFL. It's got this new when Ted prequel. When does Oppenheimer prequel. come out? Uh, in February. You Sometime in February. So maybe you should subscribe. Um, all right, Andrew Siciliano will preview the NFL games. I, I'm interested in asking him, too, about Bears-related stuff. What does he think of Cliff Kingsbury? What does he uh, think about our quarterback situation? Uh, we've uh, got a great relationship with Siciliano. He will join us coming up next.